Welcome to the Peanut Butter and Jody Podcast, where we discuss life, love, and the art of successful relationships. I'm Jody, and the love of my life and partner in crime, Laura, is by my side. Say hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. And we are live. Oh, great. Yes. We are back. We are back. And ready for action. Always ready for action. Yeah, I was born ready for action. No, you weren't. Well, I'd like to think I was born ready for action. No, you weren't born for this package over here. Well, that's quite a challenging little package you present there. Oh, and so do you. You have a challenging package as well. A little package. Okay. Yeah, challenging and little. <laughs> Don't judge me by my size. <laughs> it's true. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so? Yeah, we're here um, again uh, giving a little podcast. And uh, we are going to talk about uh, the third part of influences. So things that kind of... You know, bring you back to another place in time or bring you back to a very vivid memory. Or feeling. Or feeling, uh, you know, from your past, uh, good and bad. Um, Well, you know, we had a memory set. Maybe this is a memory feeling. We did. So these are kind of um, things that that we kind of thought up uh, about, like, the the media influences and things like that, you know, whether it be food, whether it be music. And then this is time we're going to be talking about um, movies and TV. But you know what? I just want to say something. Yes. Music was a huge influence in your life before me. Correct. Right? Mm -hmm. And continued throughout our dating and into our marriage and with our kids. And for me, movies and TV was the big influence before you into dating, marriage, and kids. And actually, it helped me get through a lot of the, you know, lonely times. And, you know, when my friends were out and I was home and, you know, things like that helped me. So I just want to say as a side, little side note there, um, but continue. Yeah, and I... I did remember when we started to date that there were lots of parallels in the the kind of things that we watched. Like what? And kind of grew up on. Um, But we'll we'll get to those things. Okay. We'll get to them. Um, I'm a little anxious. I know. This is is your hot topic, It is my hot topic. Like uh, music was my topic. This is very much... That's what I just said. Your topic. I actually just said that. You did. And, uh, but it it is very interesting. And um, I... For myself, I kind of feel like um, uh, the character Martin Tupper from that show, Dream Dream On, On. uh, that was on HBO, where um, things would happen in his life and he would relate them back. He would replay things back um, and associate things that were happening to him now and stage them in an old movie. It's kind of like everything in this guy's life was was in his brain like a scene from a movie. I went through that with stuff too. Sure. So, and I think I think it's a bit of a you know, think about when movies and TV first came out, right? And we've all seen the clips of Casablanca and all these classic I didn't films. like Casablanca. But but think about what their intent was at the time. You know, you're talking about 
this stuff came out when the country was uh, was you know dealing with World War One and World War Two, and that was the evolution the of these things. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. um, very much um, escapism type entertainment. But for for us growing up when we did in the seventies and the eighties, um, we're talking like the heyday of things and. Some of the things that we discussed in preparing for this really kind of, you know, suck me right back in time, you know, instantly, just like with with the music and uh, and uh, the other topics like this that we've discussed. It really just, you know, really kind of takes you back to a much simpler place. Well, somewhat, I, I, you know, it like I said, it helped me through some of my. You know, times where I was kind of, I felt alone, you know, because I was always, like I said, kind of a loner anyway. And it seemed like movies and TV especially would help me get through certain points of my life. So we are going to talk about for our generation, especially those people that are in the later 40s, nearing 50. They're going to appreciate a lot of the things that we're going to talk about. Right. So. So. We will take you back in time to circa 1970 and we will discuss some of those things that take us back in our brains like grape ape to the 1970s <laughs> so very interesting um, some of the things the things that instantly popped into our heads um that were kind of going on at the time and, and what, what TV and movies and things like that at the time represented in our families. Um, and you brought this up. Like um, our families would gather around. I remember Friday nights um, being in front of the TV watching variety shows and stuff like that. Um, those were, were a big thing for us. But that's one of those things that, you know, we weren't extremely close as a family. But I remember doing that. Mm-hmm. Especially Friday night seemed to be the night. Let me ask you a question. Us. Sure. Did you also sit in front of the TV and have your little tray and then have a frozen dinner? Yes, we did have a... <laughs> Swanson. A Swanson. A, a, the fried chicken <laughs> uh, with the little pudding. That always went over? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, we had the uh, the Swansons with the little puddings, and we had the the folding tray tables that stood in their own little holder up against the wall. Yep. Yeah, we had those. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, that, that that was an awesome time. That's when nobody cared about caloric intake or, or gluten free or trans fats. <laughs> that's that's just another another uh, gluten. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's yeah. what Seth Rogen said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, who knew what the heck we were eating? I mean, I'm sure we're all suffering horribly for some of the things that we ate, but, but even all of that stuff surrounding TV and entertainment and sitting there with that tray table with that Swanson frozen it was great. dinner, there was like three pieces of gigantic ass fried chicken on there. The kernel, so the kernel is like, that's one big ass portion you just put on the plate and we'd sit there and eat that stuff happy as can be. Mm-hmm. Right? We did. We did. So in the seventies, like what kind of shows were like in the forefront 
of your memory when well, we talked about this? There were some of the things, some things that I recall, and you may recall this as well, but you would flip on uh, around school time. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're getting ready to go back to school. It's the end of August up here in the Northeast, folks. Uh, we don't go back to school till September. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd be getting ready to go back to school. And amazingly enough, the networks would try to prepare you for that. And what they would do is um, they would show you a sneak preview of all of the new shows coming on. Yeah, and we didn't have the, the ability to tape anything. And we didn't have the on-demand. Yeah, there was no there was no cable. No. So you either watched it then or you missed it. Yeah, so you were you, everybody was very familiar with their TV guide. Mm-hmm. If you didn't pick it up at your food store, you had the subscription to the TV guide. You did. And so they would, we would sit there, like, uh, for instance, one year you might sit there and say, okay, well, the Tuesday lineup is going to be Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, and Three's Company. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to do one step further than that. We didn't have a remote control. Uh, we didn't either. We had to get up, right? I'm yeah. talking about, like, we, like, our generation. We had to get up and actually turn the knob yep. on the TV. Yeah, and we had, I don't know about <laughs> you, but we had... Um, we had channels two, which was CBS, four, NBC, five was what became Fox, seven was ABC. Right. Channel nine was a network called WOR, uh, uh, which is what they used to show the Howard Stern show on many years later was WOR. And then we had channel 11, which was WPIX in New York. And then we had channel 13. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Uh, so it was... Um, it was very interesting. There, there was not, you know, they were, they were very controlled, you know, environments and you had to be there to watch it. You know, we didn't even, I didn't even have a VCR. There was no VCR at that time. No. Mm-mm. Um, so yeah, so we had, we were watching this thing showing us all the cool shows that were going to come on. Yeah. And then I remember getting up on Saturday morning and I alluded to this with my bagel story with my dog stealing my bagel off the gold ottoman. Penny. Um, you know, watching Saturday morning cartoons. They actually had cartoons on Saturday mornings. Yeah, but they also had in that preview, they would show you the cartoons coming on too. They did. They would show like a five minute clip yeah, we of were each so of the different excited. shows. Yeah, so we had um we had Shazam, He Man, Isis. We had they I were loved like ISIS. somewhat live action type shows, mm-hmm. um, and there was just ton of tons of cartoons on at the same time. You know, and like literally, you can go to any one of the the three networks, and even WPIX, which was a local affiliate in New York, even they played stuff. They were the ones that always played, you know, the the Muttley do something and the Dudley do right and all that stuff. They Penelope pit stop. Yeah, they would play that that stuff. And the banana splits and all this other stuff. Okay. You know? um, so some of the some of these things, you know, these were things that that kids today can't relate to. Yeah, it's like they wake up and they play their Xbox and all that, and there's no. Um, it was just kind of fun. You'd wake up and you'd look forward to waking up at like nine o'clock in the morning. This is coming on and. They just don't have that. And hey, I, how, how about this one for you? Yeah. So around that same time period, right mm-hmm. before we were getting ready to go back to school, um, sometime around the end of August or around Labor Day, yeah, we would have this experience called the Jerry Lewis Telethon. Oh, that went up until 
Not so that long ago, because he just passed away. Yeah, but I think they stopped in 2006 or something That's like that. That's when Charo used to go on there. Yeah, so Jerry Lewis used to have this uh, uh, telethon for muscular dystrophy, and it would be on for 24 hours. I'm sure, like, everyone's heard of it, aware of it. They may have, but we kind of lived it in its heyday, so... We hated it. We, yeah, we did, because there was because you, your parents wanted to watch the telethon, so you're sitting there watching Ed McMahon blow no. his brains out on the on the stupid thing all night long, just saying, what's the numbers on the board, Jerry? He had the best job, Ed yeah. McMahon. Yeah, he was the world's greatest sidekick, right? But you know what I'm going to say is we hated it. I used to like to watch it. I was always weird, but I liked to watch it. But the thing that bugged you was that you knew school was coming. Right, school was right around the corner. Uh. Because right after Labor Day came school time. And I remember that coming on before I started my first teaching job of fourth grade in a Catholic school. So I re- that brings back that memory as well. And I was so nervous. Right. Yeah. Um, so it did continue on. They kind of lightened the load a bit. I remember it used to be a big deal. It would be at the Sahara Hotel. And they'd always roll out a muscular dystrophy kid, right? Uh, yeah. It was they, just horrible. Um, I just felt like it was just so bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like all this, you know, roll out Tony Orlando and Dawn and some guy in a wheelchair with a half a lung. <laughs> yeah, right? true. Yeah. And I'm supposed to sit there and say, okay, Jerry, entertain me now to get me to send you my $5. Um, but $5? Used, that was big wow. money back in the day. you were saving up for your next guitar. Of course. I'm always right, saving so. for my next guitar. <laughs> All but, right. So um, we had Jerry. It was, like I was going to say, though, one thing, it was at the Sahara Hotel, which mm-hmm. uh, when I had went to Las Vegas as a kid is where I stayed. Okay. At the Sahara Hotel. Okay. So um, that telethon, the, if somebody asked me about the telethon, I would make that connection in my head. Really? Staying at the Sahara Hotel in the mid-70s, yeah. I did. So that's one of our two family trips. Wow, that's sad. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Lancaster and gambling. <sighs> Lancaster and gambling. That was it. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about a couple of the a couple of the things. You um, begin. Well, okay. Go ahead. I'll bring one up for you. Moya droga that's Bobby Vinn and his greatest hits so what would happen for me as a kid I did not have a Bobby Vinn record I Um, did not either um, which is interesting but what I would do as a kid and I remember this very vividly so if somebody were to say Bobby Vinton to me it brings back a memory of a commercial that I saw at Bobby Vinton's as a kid and I would go I went to my grandmother's house in Winfield Park, New Jersey, which is a tiny little... This is St. Ruth. This is uh, June Hill? June Hill, yeah. Okay. And I knew the commercial verbatim. Every word, every song, the intro guy, everything. And this ties in with the music influences we always talk it about. It just stays in your head. Yeah, but I would literally... I went over to their house. I remember to this day, my mother said, do the commercial for them. And I did the whole commercial. From beginning to end, the entire thing. The whole thing, Polish. Including this big hit. And I would do the whole thing, but I had to have been like four. Well, when you're that little, you don't have a lot in your head yet, so you can hold a lot of information. Yeah, that came right off the TV. I know, I know. But let me tell you about this one. This was a huge thing for me, and this kind of ties back into the music thing, too. But imagine, this is my, my little tiny world colliding. Okay. Okay. So imagine this, 1978. Okay. Okay. 
I see an ad on the television. Okay. About a TV movie starring Kiss. Okay? <laughs> Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. Oh. Now, this is probably the worst movie ever made in the history of the nope, planet. probably not. But for 10-year-old me, <laughs> I was flat-out moist over this thing. That's nasty. Okay? Nobody needs that Not in, their in the head. literal sense, okay? Ugh. But I was so flippin' excited over this movie. This was probably a multiple bagel on the Ottoman night for me. Yeah, but why? Why? Because my favorite band in the world was going to be, first of all, as a kid, you know, I only had a, like two friends that were into Kiss, two or three friends that were into Kiss, right? And, um, you know, so for me, it was kind of like, you know, a little bit of redemption that my band... Was it a cartoon? No, it was a live action thing, which you would never see. I would never see Kiss and who in was a live in it? action. Was Gene Simmons in it? The whole band was in The whole original Kiss band was in this horrible movie about something that went wrong in a theme park. <gasps> that is so funny. But I remember it like it was freaking yesterday. So it was on regular TV? Yeah, it was like on NBC. Okay. And it was the, the a hideous film, but in my little brain, this was like... Oh, my God. I, I think we've all had those experiences of terrible things that just, like, I loved um, the pirate movie with Christy McNichol. You thought it was and great. Chris, no, I knew it was a piece of crap, but I just loved it. Yeah, and, and this was definitely one of those kind of things. But, you know, so, you know, if somebody asked me about Kiss in the 70s, that would pop into my head. That's funny. Okay, so you have Jerry Lewis Telephone. Which mm-hmm. we both shared. Bobby Vinton, we both shared. We just realized that the other day, by the way. Right. And you have your Kiss movie and Phantom of the Park and yeah. our Saturday morning cartoons, which were phenomenal. Yeah, they were actually cartoons. I used to be able to recite all the Bugs Bunny lines and everything. Oh, Bugs Bunny was great. <laughs> if so anybody you, knows what that's from. So you. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the next one. And you have a Yosemite Sam tattoo. I do. And it's because of my love of Warner Brothers and Bugs Bunny. I thought just like you liked ginger haired guys with beards. That's what I well, thought it was. Let me tell you. That I'm, packs I'm, a lot. I'm I'm pretty, packs a lot I'm of pretty heat. hot on that red haired guy in you Game t- of Thrones, let oh, me tell you. We can't talk about that anymore. Sorry, he's the giant guy who loves Brienne of Tarth. Okay, we can't talk about that. Sorry, don't want to talk about any insider stuff. <laughs> Right, um, but he's this giant Icelandic man. I always forget his name. Anyway, he's it's great. Complicated. Anyway, so it is. So you also talked about. I'm going to interview you. Like we're like I'm Kelly Ripa. Okay. okay, Kelly. You could be Ryan Seacrest. I'd rather be Ryan Seacrest. Oh, okay then, Kelly. I love Ryan Seacrest. Ask me a question. Okay, Ryan. So, what is your favorite number? 37. 69. Okay. Oh, Kelly. So. <laughs> dirty, dirty Kelly girl. So, I can hear Tria's voice right now in my yeah. head. They're talking dirty again. Mom. Stop okay. talking about sex. All right. That was, it was about a number. It's a very powerful number. Okay. Okay. I thought it was 666. It's the, the number, number of, of the, the beast. beast. Okay. So. We're going to talk about the Thanksgiving Day Parade. You were talking to me about that actually the other day. Yeah. So so we used to watch the Thanksgiving Parade, and I we? still do watch. Who's we? Like you we and your mom? The, and- no. I don't know who, even who was in the room. But um, okay. I remember watching the Thanksgiving Parade every year. And 
when that Thanksgiving comes on. Thanksgiving Day. You said the Thanksgiving Parade. Thanksgiving <laughs> Day Parade. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> so whenever that thing comes on to this day, mm-hmm. it brings me back to around the same time period. So probably between 75, 77, somewhere around there. And it puts me in my cousin's living room in Edison. Okay. On Thanksgiving Day. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can tell you the layout of the room that they had just gotten a fireplace installed and they had the TV in the corner and we would watch this thing. They would be preparing dinner. We had dinner at their house a couple of times. Um, This is the memory that I have, though, of going there and spending that time with them. And um, back in those days, too, after the parade was over, we would turn on. I think it was probably the, the Channel 9 station it was nine or eleven but they would show old monster movies all day i never on watched thanksgiving that. day so we would see mighty joe young godzilla movies hmm. like that this was thanksgiving day but this went on for years so let me ask you a question why is that such a positive memory because you all had a good day or we had a, i know you had a kind of a dysfunctional family yeah, so i'm just curious we, we had a dysfunctional family but as a kid um some of the very positive memories that I have were over my cousin Stephen's house. So that was like kind of a normalcy they when were, you got together? Yeah, because they, they were kind of... Um, the typical family, the mother, father, kids. Yeah, they were. They just represented something in my, my head, something very positive I take out of my childhood. Okay. I was just curious, like why... Yeah, and and I can't even put a finger on why it is. Um, Stephen's my first cousin, and uh, you know we still we still talk and everything to this day. I mean, obviously he lives a thousand miles away and stuff, but um, I had told him that at one point too that um, there there is a special connection in my my head. You know uh, that I assume it's real. I don't know in my head it could be real uh, or not real. Uh, lots of craziness in my brain, but wow. but there is there is a uh, strong connection, especially with things like this. There are certain musical connections that literally bring me back to his family, which is the weirdest thing. Old Lionel Richie songs, yeah, it's the same kind of thing. It does the same thing. So Thanksgiving Day Parade, monster movies. I'm with Stephen, and I think one point there was they were over our house. And we had Thanksgiving, but it was still with them. Um, and I remember uh, very vividly a fall day out in the front of my house once with Stephen on Thanksgiving Day. That's because Thanksgiving is in the fall. Uh, uh, correct. But the point being here <laughs> is that that um, what I carry with me today is a very positive memory of time spent with them when I was uh, at that age. And that's good because I know you had a lot of... Trials and tribulations when you were growing up. Yeah. Um, so that's a that's really good, Bub. I'm glad you had that. Yeah, and uh, so so when I, when those things happen today, the shows like that come on, I'm right back there. I'm like a ten year old kid again, very briefly. Um, it, it literally just drags me right back to that moment in time, I and, I, and I feel I feel the same degree of security, security, satisfaction, calmness. All the anxieties go away. Mm. Very, very briefly and fleeting, but um, it's it's a very important memory for me. That's nice. Yeah, it's very nice. 
and it's triggered by monster movies. Great. There you go. Well, Alien doesn't do the same thing that does for you. It's just I like them. Right. <laughs> I like those movies. So tell me about tell me about some of yours. Should I tell you about some of mine? Of course. Okay. So everyone who has been listening, and thank you, by the way, all of you listeners. And like we said before, if anybody wants to come on our podcast um, and they want to talk about anything. Um, have, an, have an idea? Yeah, an idea or anything about a relationship or, you know, you have something terrific that's going on in your life with your kids or something. Let us know. We'd be happy to have you on. Happy. Elated. Ecstatic. Today's word Ecstatic. And you know what I'm telling you? I'll give you a glass of apothic wine if you come on. And perhaps a bottle. I'll give you a bottle to take home. A bottle of apothic come on. on us. Come on the podcast. Join us. Spend some time. <laughs> have some fun. Meet the dog. Meet the dog. Smell Lab- the dog. <laughs> <sighs> um, she got out her inner frustrations before, before the broadcast today. <laughs> As you were FaceTiming the kids, it went right up your nose. Right so- up. Like, like a shot. It was like somebody took a cork of of ass and stuffed it up my nose. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, give me um, give me some of I yours. Talked, I talked about when I was a kid. Uh, Star Wars and Indiana Jones were huge for me because we're also talking about movies in this with my dad, um, and I love them. Like I cannot wait for Blade Runner because Harrison Ford was such a big part of you know my childhood, not personally. But I loved Harrison Ford. I mean, you saw the paper, the drawing I did that had Indiana Jones and, yeah. the, and the bullwhip going across it. I mean, I was crazy about him. So now Blade Runner's coming out, and I'm super excited because I saw that about 50 bazillion times, the original, or I should say the prequel. Um, but Abbott and Costello, my father and I would watch Abbott and Costello on Sundays. So with things like that, like... Uh, and Star he Wars would laugh. and Indiana Jones and uh, Abbott and Costello. So when you think of that, what does that pull out of you? Where do you go? It was just I was happy. I was and I'm happy now, but it was a simple happy. Like you didn't have any worries at all. Like I had no worries. Yeah, it, it's just um, and and also that was a quality time you spent with your dad. Oh just God, you and him, yeah, right? yep, yep. Um, you know. Because he and I always had that that quirkiness. And, you know, I understand I was adopted, but I think that in my case, my personality is a lot like my father. Um, I have some of my mom's traits, but my dad's quirkiness. And it's definitely environmental. It wasn't biological. Although my aunt, who is crazy, will say that it doesn't matter if you're adopted. No, you look like your mom. I do. And it's amazing because she had black hair and dark eyes but right yeah and you don't and i have <laughs> light well brown hair and green eyes but yeah nothing to do with but it of course you're completely related yeah so i had that and uh, you know great memory with my father um and i don't know you were talking about the banana splits to me which i loved yeah now i was not i wouldn't say i was a huge banana splits fan but i have a very vivid memory when i think of the banana splits um i remember a time okay and it was one moment okay i was going to school and i normally would follow the same route to when school. did they come on after school right no they were on in the morning on channel 11 in our area um and i remember um one time i was 
walking to school, but I was going over this guy, Louis Lavitt's house. He sounds like a monkey. Louis Lavitt. <laughs> I thought it was, when you said Louis, I thought of one of the monkeys in yeah, the Tony says, Danza. You said Louis. You know? <laughs> Tony Danza, and you, which was it, what was you it know, called? Going the ape. monkey. <laughs> I thought it was Louie. Going ape. Tiga! <laughs> Poppy, get away from the knob! Angela! <gasps> you, you do such a great Tony dance. So, um, but this. what I did was this one uh. time I walked... <laughs> I'm never going to get this story out. Oh, sorry. Tiga! Puppy, get away from the knob! <laughs> it was a brat. Rusty! Oh, <laughs> um, was Rusty the baby? Rusty was the baby. Aww. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that Joe Maxa? Rogan or is it Tony Danza? Same guy. It pretty is. Much. It is. Um, but uh, so I would walk the same way to school every day, and one time I went over to Louis's house. Okay, and Louis had a different path. He would go through the woods and come up this back way to school. Okay. Um, so I remember going over to Louie's house, mm-hmm. and um, the banana splits were on, and then we walked to school. Now, and, and Louie, I think, was a year older than me, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I have a very, if somebody were to say the banana splits, I'm in Louie's house. See, for some reason, I thought it came on after school. It may have, but our that Channel 11 WPIX New York would play it in the morning. Also, so, uh, you know, I have a it brings me literally if somebody says the banana splits, I am in Louis's house and I'm pretty sure Louis's house was yellow. I'm pretty sure he had a sunken living room, like a banana. Right. And he had a sunken living room. And I remember Mm -hmm. sitting there and walking to school with him this other way, which I think I probably did maybe twice. But I associate the banana splits with walking from Louis's house. Okay. Okay. Um, so again, it's it's this memory of something yeah, positive, and very and a very vivid memory. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just remember it like it was yesterday, you know. And it's just certain things, and it's triggered by these memories, these media memories. Yeah. You know, whether like we had discussed previously, whether it's a song or whether it's food. In this case, it's these movies and TV shows. And and to be perfectly honest, we grew up with some of the best stuff. Um, you know, TV was really in its in its heyday with with all the sitcoms and all these shows. We had a lot, like you said, we had a lot of variety shows too, like Donnie and Marie and Sonny and Cher, and we had the Love Boat for crying out loud. Oh, Who didn't love the, the Love Boat? The we talked about that on yeah. one of the other podcasts with Love Boat and Fantasy Island, yeah, and we, we we had all this stuff, Dukes of Hazard, and. And uh, Happy Days, well, Vernon Shirley, Three's Company. We had our uh, our superheroes. We did, yeah. We we had. Um, <laughs> I used to watch the Spider Man cartoon when I came home from school. You know what's funny is Batman and Robin. We watched that when we were kids. Uh-huh. And um, what's his name was Batman. Um, Adam, Adam West. West and Christian, our son, loves to watch Family Guys. I mentioned previously, and he that's his favorite character. Adam, Adam West. West does the voice of the mayor, and he thinks he is so funny. Is it the mayor? I think it is. Yeah, he he plays a major role, and it was Adam Adam West voiced the role himself. Yes, yes. And he recently passed away. Oh, um, I had an opportunity when I worked in New York to meet Adam West. And did you? 
I didn't. Okay, well, we're going to move on then because that's a waste. All right, so... (laughs) You know what? What's this item here? I had a chance to meet Harrison Ford. We're not going to talk about that, No, I didn't. Good for you. So... (laughs) Yeah, you weren't invited to Adam West's book party. I was. Did you go? Didn't. Okay, then. You have nothing to contribute here. (sighs) Let's move on. So... When I was a kid, yeah, I would watch with my grandmother. When I was a young little sprite. I would watch the Lawrence Welk show. Oh. And I'm not going to sing the theme song or the goodnight song. Um, but just like a few years back, I remember you were out with the kids when Alex still lived here. And I was all alone. And it was a Saturday night. Alex guess, doesn't live here anymore. And guess, <laughs> and guess what I watched? What did you watch? The Lawrence Welk Show. And what did it do for you? It brought me back to that time when things were very simple and happy. And it was just... How long does... Now, I know for myself, when things like that happen, yeah, it is like like I had mentioned when I was talking about my cousin Stephen, that it's it's a an instantaneous fleeting it moment um, before you're smacked back into reality, but... But there's probably just this little instantaneous moment of like, like life as it was. And you know what's funny beside that, which is which is very accurate, is I remember I had a Lawrence Walk episode on and you were here and we were in the kitchen and Christian and it happened to be a Disney night. Do you remember that? I do. I do. And I said to Christian, look, and he actually had an interest in it. Yeah, and it was such a campy thing and it, it's actually still on, surprisingly yeah. enough. They still yeah. play it on, on some of the public television Usually stations. Usually like PBS, yeah. On Saturday, mm-hmm. like 5, 6 o'clock, you'll still see the shows from that time period and everybody's wearing blue polyester and big hair. And it, it had Aquanet they used. Yeah, big time Aquanet. But then another thing I watched with my grandmother was um, Gone with the Wind. Uh, I yeah, yeah. loved. She had a two- it was um, the VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. She had a double because it was such a long movie. Right. It was such, I'm not into all the old movies, but the classics, but um, that was a really good movie. It wasn't like overacted as much as like Casablanca, which yeah, I couldn't stand. it wasn't stand. like melodrama. No, it was very good. And we used to watch that um, and I, I just loved it. I loved it. And um, hmm. so that, that, the you most know, successful was, movie of all time, by the way. It was so. Did you ever see it? I did, um, and and that is the truth, by the way. In today's dollars, yeah, you were telling me. Yeah, this. so so so, Ava, so Avatar, not Avatar. No, Avatar in um, in Sweden. In today's dollars, not in Sweden. <laughs> um, but Avatar is considered the biggest money maker of all time, based on its ticket price at the time that the movie came out. Um, the number of people. That saw Gone with the Wind was almost double of Avatar, and in today's dollars, it would have beaten Avatar by well over um, a billion dollars. That's how many people went to see that movie. I mean, it was like a lot of people. Yeah, it, I it was it was just a good movie. It so, really was, so and I remember. Go ahead. In adjusted money, by far the most successful film. Good, I'm made. glad. Thank you. Because we're not Avatar fans, so no, it's garbage. Anyway. <laughs> 
It's not. It's just not for Sorry, us. Sorry, Jim Cameron. Your movie blows ass. Okay. You know what? And his line in Disney was three hours long for that freaking ride in yeah, the Pandora Not happening. Part. They can eat me. Um, three hours. Who's standing in line three hours for a ride? I'd rather stand three hours for a Pandora bead. <laughs> okay. So Thank I you. was going to say. Thank you, Jimmy Cameron. I was going to say that, you know, that was just, it was a very good movie. Gone with the Wind. Very good. But that was a a memory you have with your grandmother. My grandmother. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And let me, let me ask you a question. Now, I know that this, this ride has since closed in Disney. I don't want to talk about it. No, but I'm I'm going to bring up one particular thing. Oh God, you're going to upset me. I don't want to upset you, but I'm making reference Uh, to the great movie ride in in Disney's uh, Hollywood Studios. What about it? We lovingly call MGM. What? Every time the scene comes on. Not with with that. What? With Barbara Streisand and was it Omar Sharif? No, it was Robert Redford. Same thing. Funny, funny lady and funny girl. Well, whatever. Oh, that was the way we were. The way we were. Who do you think It's my grandmother. Instantly, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I she knew... She loved that movie. I, she used to watch that a lot, too. And I knew that every time that comes on in that, that attraction, I think of your grandmother. And every time you'd see the Funny Girl clip, you would think of me because I sang the song for you from Funny Girl. Right. And we, I, we saw that together, actually. Um well, no, I used to watch that a bazillion no, times. I know that, but we did see it. I together introduced a, you to as it as a pair. No, I introduced you to it. Yeah, I'm sure you did, and that's just fine and peachy. Because we weren't but together in 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 1965 or whatever it was. We, we weren't, weren't even, even born. a zygote yet. No. Are you kidding me? I wasn't even a tickle in daddy's Wait, panties. Every time you see. Sh- <laughs> And your daddy had a lot of tickles. My daddy was tickling half of North America, oh, okay? God, he was. Ja- Jackie Appleseed <gasps> coming at you live. Um anyway, the every time you saw Chicago, too, you thought of me with the movie with Catherine and Zeta Jones right. and Renee Zellweger. One hundred percent. Yes. Yep. Um, one other thing that pops into my head, space too. giants, not space giants. Um, but I want to know I if have, anybody else watched that. I, I think you're, you're the only one. I think you, it came from one antenna in your neighborhood. I loved it. I didn't even know it existed. There was Gam. Gam. He was the Asian guy. Big shocker. And there was Goldar and Silvar. Okay. And they were Goldar the, and Silvar. And they were robots. Yeah. Did they have copper R and platinum R? <laughs> no, but it was definitely something like that Godzilla like type thing. But yeah. I used to watch the Space Giants Here and comes Bronzar. Marine Boy and Aquaman yeah. and well, all Aquaman, that. Aquaman, sure, but the Marine Boy, not Marine a chance. Boy, he used to chew gum. No, not and happening. he could go under the, the the water with Neptina, who was the mermaid. Anyway, I digress because I could just go on and on and on about my crazy childhood. So, um, one one memory, one thing that um, just one this particular one uh, again Thanksgiving time. <sighs> um, we had a theater in Rawway, which is the town I was born in, um, and. <laughs> On no, what did one you say it was? You said you Norway. Were no, born in Norway. You're I born, was born in Rawway. In Rawway. <laughs> um, but they uh, Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. My mother and I went in 1978 to see Greece. 
And we could watch it as many times as we wanted. Yeah, you could do that back then. Yeah. um, So I have another Thanksgiving Day comes, and I I will always remember uh, one of the few times, uh, one of the few positive experiences I had with my mother was that particular day. It was just me and her, Mm -hmm. and we went to see Greece. And um, I think we sat through it twice. We would have sat through it longer, but I refused to sit through it a third time because... because three yeah i saw greece like five times in the theater but we saw it twice and we would have we would have stayed longer but but in between yeah one of the uh the previews was for halloween and it scared the shit out of me so while you were watching greece i was actually in another theater in another area of the state watching halloween with my father probably Hmm. But that movie scared the 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 clip scared the hell out of me. Or as they would say, the bejesus. It scared the bejesus out of me, and I wouldn't sit through the clip again. <laughs> so yeah, little me was a uh, little ten year old me was uh, was afraid of of the uh, movie preview. You know what? That's actually true because I was eleven when I saw Halloween. So I was watching that while you were. Around that Shivering time. in your booties. Yeah, but we we actually saw it on a Thanksgiving day. Oh, you're such a wuss. Really? Oh, stop Come it. Come on. You Don't know, Alien? Pick on me. I sat in the front row for Alien. Oh, good for Dude. you. That's I'm, I'm happy Come for you. Come on. I don't even want to hear it This yet. is why I had three Thank babies you. pop out of me. Just yeah. like Alien. They just popped right out. Whatever. I had a hemorrhoid once. It was pretty <laughs> wicked. Okay? I've had poop cramps. <laughs> Like nobody's business. No, you haven't been sick in 40 years, remember? 49,000 mm-hmm. years. I've not been sick in 67 years, kids. My kids will tell you, dad's never sick. <gasps> nope. Nope, except I have had a wicked poop cramp, and I will put my wicked poop cramp up against you and your labor pains any day. <laughs> okay? Enough of that. So uh, what other uh, what other fantastic memories do you have? Well, when I was a kid, I came from such a conservative Catholic upbringing that I was not allowed to watch soap. And what, because of the, uh, the gay what, reference? Listen. Billy Crystal's gay character, Even Jody? today. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know hmm. that. I didn't. I always learn things about you on this on this podcast. Am I the gay character from Soap, Jody? Listen, that's <laughs> why so dad didn't want me to marry you. Oh, of um, course. Yeah, that's a, that's a connection. So... I don't even know what it was about. I think it was just a stupid family sitcom thing. You know? No, but I don't know why. Is that why I wasn't allowed to watch it? Because he was gay? Because he it? was gay, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. So I could watch Three's Company, which was right before that, which but that John was, Ritter... But that was fake gay. Pretend... Yeah. He was fake gay as opposed to Billy Crystal's character being really gay. Okay. Which, that was fake gay because Billy Crystal's not gay. But he was acting as a gay man on the show. Jody. Gay Jody. <laughs> which is fine by me. I'd say. I think he spelled it with a Y, too, just like me. Interesting. I'll have to look that up. I am very confident in what I'm saying. I could be 100% wrong. could be a total fallacy. Well, knowing you, you're probably wrong. Not so much. Yeah, yeah, you're wrong about Beauty and the Beast, so I'm just saying. Okay. Anyway, I was going to say that... Um, one thing that I realized when we watched shows in the 70s was that, I think it was in the 70s, we had Wonder Woman. Is that 70s? 
Uh, yes. Bionic Woman. Yes. And we had Charlie's Angels. Yes. Which were very, very strong women. Yeah, there were uh, a police woman. Angie, yeah. I think that was Angie Dickinson. And I used to actually act out. I had a friend that lived around the corner from me, and this is my memory. And we used to pretend to be Bionic Woman and Wonder Woman. And I was Bionic Woman. But when I would run, I would run in slow motion because that's what they did. Her yeah. and Steve Austin. Did you have that sound? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And she would have the like the pretend bracelets to deflect the bullets. Um but I think it's interesting that those well not Bionic Woman, but Wonder Woman and Charlie's Angels actually came out again when our kids were younger and Wonder Woman just came out recently. Yeah. But I, I thought not like, out of the closet. I mean like out into it came the theater. Out again. But I like your point that I think during that time period you saw a lot of building of strong woman characters. Yeah, we did. So a lot of the, the main characters in TV shows shifted from things like, you know, gun smoke and all this manly stuff to like you had um, Maud and you had Rhoda and you had um, um, what was the one with um, what's his name with Bonnie Franklin and. Uh, and uh, one day at a time, one day at a time, all you know, a dominant female cast. Because you went from Dukes of Hazard that had Catherine Bach in these little tiny Daisy Dukes, right? right. That's where the term came from, yep, Daisy right? Duke. Or the label or whatever. And then you went from that to these women that were like, well, Wonder Woman doesn't count because she was dressed like, yeah, you know, she was a superhero. Right. So she had her little costume. I loved sure. her. Yeah, but I, I I do love the fact that I think that was that was the beginning emergence of, I mean there was I know you were dealing with the fame, feminism movement and stuff like that, but there were a lot of very strong and it's interesting you brought this up to me when we were preparing for this that there was a, just a a huge influx of dominant female characters yeah, showing there were. up. There yeah. were, um, and even like you said in in uh, Halloween, for instance. Um, oh God, I love her and Ripley but, from Alien. Yeah, but the heroines in these movies were were dominant, you know, take no bullcrap female characters, and they weren't the quote unquote typical just like Barbie doll looking girls. They were like, I'm going to kick your butt in like a pair of Levi's jeans, right? Or Jordan Ash or Vidal Sassoon. Yeah, Vidal Sassoon. Yeah, the Jordan Ash look. So. um Let's talk about my crush when I was a kid. Oh, boy. Didn't you know who that was, right? Are we talking about from Eight is Enough? Nope. That's uh, Willie Ames. See, I loved him. Okay. He's Scott not, Bayo loved him. Okay. We're not talking Grant Goodeve. We're talking about Mike Nesmith from The Monkees. <gasps> Mike Nesmith from and The Monkees. And it's funny because I had a girlfriend. Everybody, it seemed, loved Davy Jones. I had one girlfriend of now, Donna, who loved um, uh, Mike Nes. Um, Mickey Dolan's was her favorite. But Mike Nesmith had the little wool cat. And he actually is very talented. We found out he's still alive, wrote a book. Yeah, um, very talented guy. His mother invented liquid whiteout. Yeah, liquid paper, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, so Mike Nesmith is not only the cute little wooled cab monkey. Um, and happened to be a talented musician. You know what? I but was... he's also rich as F. Yes. And he's single. So I'm going to look him up. 
Yep. I'm going to look up some mean little bit and of Nesmith. And we can bring him on. Because oh, he has nothing to do. He has nothing going on. Hey, but Mike Nesmith. Is... <laughs> Come on. Why don't you take the last train to Georgia and get over oh, here? Last train to Clarksville, isn't it? Clarksville. <laughs> last train to Georgia, and I'll leave you at the station. Yeehaw. You know, it's funny. He was a country singer after the monkeys, Yeah, he too. was. That was kind of ironic. And he was best friends with Jack Nicholson before Nicholson was... A big name. Wow. Um, but what's interesting is I was I was just, you know, we were talking about Mike Nesmith the other day, and I'm like, let me just Google and see if he's still alive. And then there was a video on YouTube of, and I showed Bub, and it was Frank Zappa, which was our dating music, and and Mike ding, Nesmith. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And Mike Nesmith did this little thing together. and He, it he was, dressed as Frank Zappa. He was playing Zappa and Zappa was playing Nesmith. Yeah, and I'm thinking, God, it's like my two worlds collided. My childhood and my adulthood are like together in one room. And it, it, it was just, it was interesting. And I just, you know, no one else liked Mike, Mike Nesmith but me. That's very interesting. And he was a talented one. He was. You know, I'm going to make one statement here. Just one? Just one. My mom, I may give my mom a lot of slack um, because well. of the craziness I was subjected to. Mm-hmm. Although my mother, I'll give her props on this one. Okay. She bought me the Farrah Fawcett nipple poster. Did you know that Farrah Fawcett was an Aquarius, such as myself? I didn't know that, but me as a young kid, there's a very famous poster s- of Farrah Fawcett out that? there. She bought me Why? the Farrah Fawcett Nipple poster. Why? I'm going to buy you the rock poster. Would you like that? Can you smell? (laughs) What the rock is cooking. (laughs) And you did the eyebrow. No one can see that, honey, but me. The eyebrow is up. (laughs) Listen. Listen, Jabroni. I want to bring something up. Yes. That used to happen to us back in the day. Okay. Is we used to watch shows and you could order your albums from looking at the commercial. Do you remember that? They'd have an 800 number. Yeah, but you would order them. That's how I ordered my Monkeys album. Wow. Um, I remember there was some commercials. There was a commercial for Kiss. And wait, you what did they have? Kiss record. What did they have? They had, um, what was the company where you could order it? They'd have the little piece of paper and you'd write the, like the your name and address you'd order for example the eagles oh 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 oh. what was that called something tower was it no um not the you're talking about the the music club thing yeah columbia yes yeah i used to get eight tapes for for a penny yes yeah um yeah that that was was freaking cool yeah and that was on how they made money that's when you would that's when like your mailbox was the bomb because you would wait for things to come in the mail. Like my Star Wars characters, I ordered them and they were tiny and they would come in the mail. And I I was so excited. I remember having a comic book once. um, Just once. Yeah, I I had three comics, okay? I was a poor kid. Although, Although one of the comics was the 1978 which is a huge year in my life, but Kiss had a Marvel comic. And um, it was a big deal because they had actually put vials of their own blood That's in the ink. really gross. But the irony is, 
Well, you're, that would be iron because it's blood. So everyone's like, oh my God, it was written in their own blood and all this other stuff. And I, I didn't even know about the comic um, until I went to my aunt, Stephen's mom. They had the drugstore. Yeah. And next door to the drugstore was um, like like a Herbie's place that I was talking about in the other podcast. It was like a, a corner type store where they had candy magazines. No, all no, this no, other no. Stuff. Excuse me. It wasn't a corner store you said. No, Remember? no this is a different store completely. Mom but it was pop. like that. Okay, mom and pop. Okay. Anyway, they had this giant wall of magazines. And on that wall of magazines was this Kiss magazine. And I was a uh, Kiss comic book. What was and it I was called? Able to get though it. I mean, what was the what was the title? I don't recall uh, what the title was, but I could tell you what it looked like to this day. I wish I had kept it. Why didn't you keep that? I don't know. I I, I don't know why I didn't keep it. I probably it, it, like I, everything else that I have. I just probably discarded it over time somewhere. Oh, um, but, that's cool. So um, yeah, I had like this wizard dude, and uh, the the uh, Kiss guys were like in his hand. Um, maybe I'll use that as uh, the advertisement for this podcast, that picture. But anyway, the interesting thing about that is they used their own blood. It was a big deal. I found this out later. It was a they big deal in the media. They used their own blood in mm-hmm. the in the red ink. Turns out that that ink was used to print some other comic book. It wasn't even in theirs because Marvel's printing plant messed it up. Mm. So that was the, the big thing. Did you talk about red? It was red. Was that red? Red. What about red? <gasps> From our other podcast. Oh yeah, you mean the blood? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about period blood from Kiss. You know what? That's why you know that. That's why you remember that because it was red. It was red. Yeah, it was their red blood in the red ink. So, um, but that was a very um, cool memory for me that's an awesome thing i would like to find that and buy that for you well it's at (gasps) comic-con that we're going to on i know it's after this so we're going to talk about it after yeah um but it it is there but it's like 50 bucks (gasps) i don't spend 50 bucks on anything oh comic-con okay so let's go we're done are we done 70s yeah oh by far yeah oh way beyond so let's go to (laughs) crush them 70s let's go to the 80s okay so in the 80s, we had, well, two things I remember, especially from the 80s. Donna and I used to hang out. She's my BFF beside you. Hmm. Roger, BFF. Right. Donna's my BFF. She used to come over to my house. I went to high school with her and uh, still friends with her and actually read um, and came to our daughter's wedding. So great friend. Great friend. Yes. Um, and wore red. She wore red. She did. She wanted to remind us of her menzies. <laughs> anyway. That's what it was. She's like, look at me and my viral period. Here I come. Reader of reader of, of Bible Great. sayings. I will tell her to definitely listen to this one. Uh-huh. So um, we used to watch The Breakfast Club together, me and her, in my parents' basement uh, when you started dating me. Same house. Wow. And... Um, we used to watch it like that and Ferris Bueller like all of the time. But I remember Breakfast Club and I remember Top Gun were associated with the guys that like I hung with and stuff back in the day. So every time I hear like the Top Gun song that Daryl Hall. Close your eyes yeah, I had a bunch of guys that like I was friends with that like serenaded me with that. 
which was a very weird time because the guy I was dating was... There's no bleh. happiness. But the Breakfast Club was with Stephen Emma. Oh, yeah. Who was my Hawaiian heat. Oh, Hawaiian heat. Not like my Hawaiian heat's the rock. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, my Hawaiian heat can bust your Hawaiian heat's ass any day. <gasps> so we had that and uh, Ferris Bueller, like I said, was a big one back in the day. And it's funny because Matthew Broderick was in that. Obviously, he was the lead. Right. And then we saw him years later in Nice Work If You Can Get It. So right. I have double memory. And he was Simba. Uh, and he was, oh, let's go back to that. So we have him from that, and then we have him from high school, and then when we got married and we went to see him on Broadway. So so is, so is would you say that all the, these things so, are positive, happy So today, if, if Ferris Bueller pops on or The Breakfast Club or one of these things pops on, you're going to be pulled back. Yeah, because especially with Breakfast Club, it's that song, um, that Simple Mind sang, yeah. that brings you back to Stephen Amma. Oh, back into another man's arms. Not really. Okay. He was a terrible kisser. It was like a waterfall. Oh, yeah, a Hawaiian no. waterfall. Uh, he was really smart. He's probably like the second smartest kid in our class, which intelligence. We're going to go back to that list. Yes. Um, Is, does he have a symmetrical face? I I don't know. He was Hawaiian. Jutting cranial ridge. He was Hawaiian. He always Squared had off jaw. He always had lays. So he's Hawaiian. Hawaiian. You got so a, la- a laid Hawaiian waterfall. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's a memory for you. Sounds what like you your, just described Don Ho. What is your memory for the eighties? Um, nothing in nothing specific in the eighties. Really? Yeah, not from a movie perspective. The only thing that came up in the eighties or TV. I'll give you one. Okay. This was a good one for me. Okay. It was uh, the the uh, the dawn of the cable era. Okay. Well, no, I I do have two things. Okay. The cable. Yeah, when we first got cable. Okay. Okay. What was so, it? I'm talking probably. Um, I'll make a music association. I, I this will tell me the years. Whatever year the Blizzard of Oz came out, Ozzy Osbourne solo disc. Whatever year that was, it was probably about eighty eighty one. Okay. Um, I was extremely into professional wrestling. Okay. So if I were to ever see a clip of Georgia Championship Wrestling mm-hmm. or something like that in a much simpler time in, in the wrestling world for those who followed wrestling, um, I was the wrestling guy. Okay. I loved everything about it. Um, I would watch. I had a schedule. Okay. So Saturday for me from 7.05 because TBS back in the day was always five minutes off from everyone else's schedule. Okay. For a reason. I don't remember that, but go ahead. Do you know why? Uh-uh. Because if you were watching a TBS show, you're always five minutes into a show on another network. You would have missed the beginning of whatever show that was, so you would not flip your channel. That is so smart. It is smart. So I would watch from 7.05. It's either 6.05 or 7.05, depending upon whether there was racing yes. or some sort. But I would watch two or three hours of Georgia Championship Wrestling. And then that night, I would watch Midnight Wrestling on WOR. And then we put that into your adulthood when your son was into wrestling. Correct. And I actually saw a wrestling match with you guys. You did. And um, he's had the opportunity to meet some guys who are, who are the current champions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like that. But it was very cool because he got to, you know, 
it was like my the same time that I experienced it as, as a kid, he did. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just for that period of time that he was really into that was super, super cool for me. And you know what? I never would have gone to a wrestling match if um, if it wasn't for you guys because some of the females were very interesting to watch on TV. So I went and saw, and Randy Orton was my guy because everyone goes, because of his bot. I said, no, because his theme song talks about he has voices in his head and I do as well. Right, yeah. And that is honestly why. And you know, I, interestingly, <laughs> wrestling brings me back to another memory. Okay. When I was watching Midnight Wrestling, um, and I was down the shore with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, this is around that same time era, but my grandmother's mother was still alive. So um, this was... What was her name? Betsy or something? Um, what was Myrtle. It? Myrtle? Yeah, Grandma Hill. Okay. Okay. So, um, we'll call her Betsy. Yeah. Grandma Hill, um, would watch wrestling at midnight with me. That's funny. My great grandmother. You know what that's like? The Carousel of Progress. Remember that one scene? And, and, Does and that, that remind you of that? Yes. Because she had, she had told me, she said, and I remember when I watched it with her, she said, one of the first things ever on television was wrestling. I was actually boxing Carousel Progress, but it's the same type of, you got a female of that yeah. time, you know, yeah. watching. That's so funny. Yeah, it was very cool. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Again, you see, you learn something. Every sing- Do you ever learn anything about me on here? Uh, I don't know, not so much. You know what? Yeah. I'm an open book. You are an open book. I'm a confused, closed, weird book. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm like I'm like reading a book in Yiddish. I'm a little backwards. Yeah, it's just amazing the thing. I didn't think all these years I'd learn anything about you. No, yeah. So so that was um was definitely a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um And we're only trying to pick highlights because there's actually we could go on for hours about T V yeah. and I've covered a little house in the prairie and all of that. Yeah. But the other thing is that I noticed that things that we grew up with our kids now are a part of, for example, like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Ruby yeah. Roo. We used to listen to Scooby-Doo and watch the animated feature cartoon. Yeah, the cartoons, yeah. And then we had the movie, which was, I thought, pretty good. Yeah, and it was good. And even though they're a bit of a, a parody on the show like that and the, the Brady Bunch movie, they're a bit of a, a parody on, on what these shows were. But it kind of gives... Those characters were spot on in Scooby-Doo and even in the Brady Bunch. And what's his name? Shaggy? Yeah. That guy sounded. Matthew Lillard. Oh, he sounded just like him. Um, but they, they gives you a, your kids kind of a glimpse into what you were experiencing, you know, kind of like with Christian with me and the wrestling. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the, the thing here that's important is that, you know, today's society is so complex, so stressful, so real, so in your face. So yeah. abrasive, so instantaneous. Um, there, there is very little room for escapism. There's very little room for a kid to sit in front of a television and wait for that weekly television show. Even, even TV shows for kids now, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to binge watch a show in two days. The show's gone. It's well, instant we do and that. it's over. We do that. Yeah, but and sometimes I wish, and we had mentioned this the other day because transparent. Yeah, we yeah. pounded through the show transparent in in a couple of days, Which and I kind of so wish good. I wish they would have um, offered it 
weekly. Well, you said curb your enthusiasm, which starts tomorrow. They do that weekly, right? It's not a binge. Yeah, it's going to be a weekly thing. It's not going to be a binge thing. And and it kind of gives you something to wait for. And I think that's what, what these generations have lost. These generations are waiting for um, instantaneous things to happen. There's no real connection between them and the series. The actors aren't looked upon in the same way. I mean, for crying out loud, in the 70s, Henry Winkler's character, uh, Fonzie, was a legit, like, big star. Yeah. Now, so we're talking about a guy in a half-hour sitcom on Tuesdays, once a week, um, was this mammoth, mammoth star. I mean, on the cover of every magazine and uh, the Teeny Bopper magazines and everything, Dynamite magazine. He was on the cover of everything. There is nobody like that. That does not exist. That time has gone. It left in the 80s. Well, you know, there are some things that are kind of cool. Like I said, Harrison Ford, it's like the kids of today know who he is. Well, you because know? of the longevity of well, the things that he was in. Well, Exactly. Well, that's that's kind of They're not what I'm say, trying to man, say. That Harrison Ford busted out the acting performance no. of a lifetime in the Mosquito Coast. No, but they do know him from Star Wars. They do. They do. From the new Star Wars movie when he was in that. Right. But what's cool is that our TV and especially TV and and even like board games, like we use those to bring like the family together. We are very much into you know, kind of reconnecting with the family. That is our thing. You have to continue doing that kid's relationship with your kids, especially today, alive. Yeah, because it's so simple to... And he loved... Christian loves board games. Right. But, you know, but what you're saying is incredibly true because it's so simple to be in the same house, completely disconnected from one another. Mm -hmm. um, Because the, the, the concept of of dinner time and family time and family watching the uh, the television together or appreciating a show and all those things is such a fleeting moment. It is. Um and it and it's it's so it's such a it feels like a like a, a long forgotten time almost. And it, because of the the rate of speed of things and the technologies and things like that today, I think it's creating a a bigger gap. So doing things like that and having Having connections to your kids and having connections to your family and bringing the family back, whether it's for dinner, for a movie, for a board game, for a video game, for whatever it is, um, I think is is really the takeaway from this. Because the things that, that we're talking about in this particular podcast are are the, the memories, the memory of, of me and my cousin Steven, the memory of you and your dad. Um, those are our personal stories of connection through those those media elements. Yeah, for example, I'll just give because I know we're going to wrap this up soon. But like at Christmas time, we all watch Elf together. That and I even bought all of us Elf shirts. If you recall, it was I think the Christmas before, and we all wore our Elf shirts on Christmas Day. Yes, because you know, family's very important to us. I mean, we love our time together, me and you, but being with our kids, it takes an effort sometimes because everybody's so busy. And I'll say to Christian, because he's the only one living with us right now, is, hey, dude, what do you want to do? And he'll say, yeah, I want to play a board game. And sometimes it's Monopoly, which is awesome. And sometimes it's the Wii game where we're all playing tennis together. And so we try to incorporate maybe the old, 
or the new, but the important thing is, is that you're together. I don't care if you're watching a show, I don't care if you're going to a movie together, I don't care if you're, like you said, eating together, that you're all together. So your influences in your life are either going to be movie and TV, or it's going to be food. Or music. Or music. Right. So that's why, and, and I just, I love our family, you know, yeah, I, I love our too. new, I love our new addition. Yep. Tommy. Yep. And Chelsea. Yeah. And it's just nice. And we FaceTimed them tonight. And uh, we were having a good old laughing fit there, Tommy. Yeah, yeah he was. Um, <laughs> but I, I love the idea that, that you know, all these things, all the influences that we've talked about in the series of influences. And I think you really, you said it, you nailed it on the head. Thank you. All of these things are just catalysts to keep your families together. Um, and, and by kind of demonstrating how all of these things pull memories back to, to the personal connections, to, to the people that you cared about in your life, um, you know, you know what positives and negatives. Um, I, I think it's, it's critical because the, the fact that, that we could, we could say, you know, okay, well this brings me back to 1978 and I, and I'm with my cousin or 1977 and I'm with my cousin Steven and we're, we're celebrating together and um, that 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 kind of a memory is so important to me. Um, you know, what about me? Well, yeah, we've built a lifetime oh. of memories. I it's they're, they're, they're so constant and current. I can't even talk about all the things, but I've gotten so much from you um, over the years and all the things that we shared. I mean, we kind of grew up pretty much, you know, except for the fact that you had we a, were parallel. Yeah, living parallel lives. We were. We um, were. We were watching Dukes of Hazzard together. And yeah. Um, but, but I think it's... Can I know, just say, after you're done, I want to say one more thing. All of these things were just fantastic catalysts to very strong personal connections. And, uh, you know, I, and that's, that's really what the realization is for all of these things. And, uh, you know, I continue to carry on all those things i still make associations to music to this day to certain things um yeah you know, know. To, to a lot of other things you know um like like that um you know where i could i could feel profound happiness or profound sadness with any of these things based upon what that connection is you know um so it's still going on to this day but it's important to keep it all alive yes can i speak yes are you done i've rambled oi I was going to say, when we talked to the kids tonight, it really touched me when Alex was reciting the Toy Story thing from the movie. She did the whole freaking line oh, with Mrs. The, Nesbitt the and Buzz Lightyear. And, you know, that comes back from when she was like freaking two or whatever. And she's like reciting it tonight. And um, beside that, I was going to say that you were not a board game person as much as I was growing up. Uh, correct, because I had really no one to play and with. And I really reel you into that because that was my world growing up was board games. You know, we, we did that in puzzles and stuff. So it's nice that you, you know, kind of oh. get in on that. Yeah, sometimes. But um, you know what's not interesting? As, not as easy to jump in on them. You know what's interesting? Yeah. Is that we had the Monopoly game growing up, the board mm. game. You went around the little shoe and all that, right? Mm. And then you go to buy the Monopoly board. And you buy the electronic one. So it's funny how you brought my old-fashioned world with the 
of today world, you know, where you don't have to count money. You keep track of it in this yeah, little... Yeah, they have a little thing when you scan a card and it keeps track of your money Which, for by you. the way, isn't working right now. The kids told me. I forgot to tell you. Yeah, probably needs a battery. So one more note of what our kids do, did compared to when we were kids. We watched Willy Wonka, like I said, with Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Gene Wilder. Gene oh. Hackman was the villain in Superman. I know that. Gene Wilder and his wild um, hair. And then, Gene obviously, Johnny Depp came out with the Charlene Chocolate Factory, which was so good. And I remember when my girls, our girls, excuse me, used to dance to the Augustus Gloop song. Yeah. And yeah. I... You know, it's like I have that videotaped and Christian would join in, too. He'd like go behind them. So I just want to say that that's what's good about things like I love things that like circle of life. Things that carry on. It's a circle of life. Right. Yeah. Things that carry on. Yeah. And I would see and I love the fact that I get to share my Broadway love um, with the girls. I've seen The Lion King with them. We saw Wicked and we saw, you know, Finding Neverland with Matthew Morrison. And it's so nice for them to see that thing that I love, which is Broadway. Right. That's awesome. I think it's it's really important to keep all those those family connections and we just use um, media to form them. Yes. You know, I think it's a, it's kind of a the whole point of the influences topics is that that these are threads when we started to talk about well, they're it. They're aids. Yeah, they're 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 aids, they're reasons, they're they're things that we tie to certain periods of our lives. Um, but these are kind of like, you know, threads that weave throughout our lives mm-hmm. and they just continue on. And and sometimes, you know, in hey, in today's world everybody's super busy and it might take got- a little bit of an effort to keep it going and keep mm-hmm. it alive. Um, but it is critical um, if you want to create a very strong family bond that continues and, you know, and hopefully it goes on for more generations and your kids, you know, our kids um, continue to do the same thing with their kids, you know. and that's, So get out your way and yeah. play a little tennis. Yeah, bust out some bowling, play, <laughs> mm-hmm. play a little play a little Jenga, um, you know, uh, play play some games with your kids, you know, do some stuff, see some movies. Enjoy. Well, I'm going to bond with Tria next week, and when I go down to Florida, we're going to see it together again. So, excellent. There's our bond (laughs) with a scars guard. Oh, yet another scars guard. Same scars guard. Same scars guard. There's fifty of them. How could it be the same scars guard? They could probably just put one scars guard in for another scars guard. You know, today for fleeting flopping scars guard is guten gleeting scars guard. You know, I wonder what their real names are. I wonder if they're actually the real names or they know. switched them. I don't, I don't know. know. I'd they're like just, to find out. I don't know. They're kind of creeping me out. All right, birthday boy. All right, honey. Oh, you're my age. I am. I'm 49. Oh. Whenever this podcast comes out, uh, yes, which will be weeks from now, uh, yes, today is my birthday. And so you know what? When we're done this, I'm going to serenade you with monkeys. Oh, that's awesome. Daydream believer. And your homecoming queen. All right. We will wrap this up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, tell your friends. We would like to get the world listening to our podcast. Um, your daddy in prison. Yeah. Tell everyone. You know, tell your friends. Tell your family. 
Tell people you hate. Tell people you like. Tell people you despise. Tell people who have nails in their eyeballs. Tell them to listen to this podcast. Maybe they can benefit from some of these things, some of the little life lessons and tidbits that we've experienced through our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, get us at peanutbutterandjody.com, which will take you right to our uh, our site. Get us on iTunes. You can search for us at Peanut Butter and Jody, J-O-D-Y. Uh, you can get us on Google Play as well. Um, you can get us on the Playboy channel. Well, that would be a very interesting broadcast. <laughs> you know, it, it would just be a, a continuous camera shot of my belly button the entire time. I'd be like, I don't know what that thing is, but it's incredibly stimulating. <gasps> Look like a donut hole. Is it a donut hole? Is it a um, butthole? What is it? Oh, you know what? <sighs> okay, honey. All right. So, and seriously, if anybody has any they'd like to contribute you know we, we would love to have people tell us or show up yeah give just us show give up. us give us your thoughts just give us your ideas yeah just give us a ding dong and show up in the go. fedex truck excellent well we will see you soon bye bye